Colin had a problem and a microphone to spare. Thomas took it up and so the podcast went to air. For weeks and months they trolled through every single DVD. They've unwrapped all the ones they can and now they're cellulose free. Now they're cellulose free. Hello dear listener and welcome to Cellulose Free. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi. Hello. What have you been up to? Um, a book arrived in the mail. Uh, Randall Munro of XKCD fame, his newest book, What If 2, and that was a good read. <laughs> you finished it? Yeah, I have finished it. Good. That's what you do with books. You start them, and then you get through the middle, and then the ending arrives, and then you finish the book. And now you have a book that you've finished, physically taking up space in your house. Today on What It Really Means to Read a Book. <laughs> what it really means to read a book is that you'll have a book afterwards. Yes. And it has to go somewhere. Unless you buy your books in digital format. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it was, uh, it was Doesn't good. Doesn't strike me as the type of book that you'd want in digital format, though. No. No. No, it was good. Uh, it was a good book. Good. Um, You've got the first one, haven't you? Yes. Yes. We we have the first one and the spiritual successor, How To. Right. What else? You felt pics arrived? No, they didn't. Oh. No. Okay. No, those are still somewhere, I assume. <laughs> Unless they're not. Unless they're not. Hmm. But with that... Assuming that they're not anywhere that they could possibly get to me, uh, I am not currently expecting anything to arrive at the moment. That is weird. Yeah, been huh. a while. Yeah. Yeah. In video games, I replayed through the Firewatch audio commentary. Yes, I've sat through a, a little bit of that, so... And that was good and interesting, uh, and I missed... One of the nodes, because I didn't do an optional thing that would have given me access to that node. Oh, node. Um, but I'm okay with that, because I also have a transcript of all the audio commentary, so I can just read what was said. Doesn't that make you a little node? Not as much as that. Good. Uh, <laughs> I also played through a new puzzle game called Taiji. For dear listeners who have heard of The Witness, it's sort of like that, but without uh, quite so much of the philosophical musings right. uh, that permeate The Witness, possibly to its detriment, but who's to say? Uh, it's sort of uh, doing uh, puzzle panels all over the place in order to do something... Did you finish it? I did finish it. Right. It has been finished. Good. Yeah, and that was that was good. A couple of the late game puzzles may be a little obtuse, but otherwise I had a good time. Should I have bought it immediately after it came out, even with a 20% discount? No. When, when I'm sort of trying to rein in my spending? <laughs> uh, maybe it was a little impulsive. 
It'll be fine. It is uh, what it is. It is. And uh, having finished both of those, I have moved on to playing Kentucky Route Zero, which is a sort of moody, atmospheric sort of point-and-click, but not really so far. No real puzzles to speak of yet. Uh-huh. So I've got another four acts and four interludes of that to play through. So I will reserve my judgment on that until I have seen more of it. Stay tuned. Our dear listener is on the edge of their seat just waiting to find out. Mm. Well, I know some of what you've been up to. It was impossible for me not to know some of what you've been up to. Uh, but what have you been up to? I've been mowing the lawn. Yeah, I knew that. I've been uh, weed-whacking, whippersnipping, streaming the the edges and around garden beds. And then I mowed. And it was wet, as in the lawn was wet and long. So the lawnmower didn't enjoy it terribly much. And neither did I, really. But it has been a while. It's been too long. And it needed to happen. And I... Waited as long as I possibly could before starting so that I didn't disturb anyone too much. And oh. they were disturbed anyway. But I was up by that point, but, um, but it was and... still loud. <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby. And I've gone for a few walks. I went on a, a trip to a, an interesting spot with dear listener Helen and took lots of photos. So that was good. Other than that... Yeah, it's been a bit quiet. Other than the fact that we have a film to watch. Yes. What are we watching today? We are watching an Amazon exclusive, not an Amazon original, an Amazon exclusive, uh, Palm Springs. All right. What's it all about? I should clarify. Last week I said uh, most expensive acquisition. It was specifically... The most expensive acquisition from the Sundance Film Festival. Ah, okay. Because a couple of tens of millions of dollars does not really qualify as... I did wonder. ...the most expensive acquisition. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Palm Springs. Yes. It's on Amazon Prime here in Australia and on Hulu over in the US. And it is... Summed up in one long sentence on Amazon Prime. Thank you, Amazon. When carefree Niles and reluctant maid of honour Sarah have a chance encounter at a Palm Springs wedding, things get complicated when they find themselves unable to escape the venue themselves and each other. There is no disc. There is no disc, no. We're going to turn on the set-top box and switch to Prime and find the movie and stream it and watch it and then come back and talk about it so we shall catch you on the digital flip side turn to which doesn't have a side b the flip over to doesn't the, the different folder does not have one we're currently in folder a not one you should open the second there folder there is no second folder that is labeled the folder Look, mongrel two letters i another folder <laughs> roll the film So, what did you think? What? <laughs> yes! No. 
You don't get to ask that. I get to ask that. So what did you think? Oh, my mind is just all muddled at the moment. Um, I know of people who, when they get a supreme pizza, they pick off all the olives. Mm-hmm. And I know of people who buy a Big Mac and then pull out all the pickle. Mm-hmm. Now, I know people who actually like the pickles. Yum. And I know people who like the olives. Yeah. Um, I can take or leave both of those. Yeah. So is there any particular food stuff that if you find it in uh, something that you enjoy, you would pick out? I don't really end up eating foods where that ends up being a problem. No, that is true. There are particular foods that I eat where I can be really, really enjoying it and then get a particularly peppery mm. bit of pepper. And, mm. and I quite enjoy pepper, but sometimes that can be a bit... I guess what I'm Ca- getting... Quesadillas, right? Yeah. Quesadillas. You're munching away. You're really enjoying this quesadilla. And then you, you get hit with a particularly strong bit of not completely ground pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So... I guess that that can be accepted as being quite a common thing. I'm a bit like that with swearing in films. I fully accept that people have certain limits and certain appreciations and and things like that. And I I think it's a reasonable comparison that I'm making here Mm -hmm. in that some people can take it or leave it. Some people try and pick them out. Some people just munch through. And if they hit an olive that they're not particularly keen on, they... They munch through. The swearing in this did make it difficult for me to munch through what should have been an absolutely wonderful experience for me, I think. My limit? Yep. Absolutely sky high. Yep. I can take it, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. it does make it very awkward to show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, um... And, and possibly that was my discomfort, too, in that possibly I wouldn't have cringed as much if I was tucked up in bed with my headphones on, oh, yeah. with my tablet, watching that. And maybe that makes me a hypocrite? Or it's a case of I, the, the food I, analogy again, you know, I, do, do I pick out the... <laughs> I think I had forgotten just how sweary it gets in parts. Yeah. And some of that will have to do with the first time I watched it. It was in my room with headphones. Yeah. Nobody else had to hear it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are certain films that I would love to sit down and watch with uh, the other kids. And then I remember a particular scene. I said, oh, no, that would be awkward for all of us to sit through that particular scene. (laughs) And then (laughs) I've got no problem with them watching it by themselves, but I don't want them to be uncomfortable with watching it. Um, (laughs) Perks of Being a Wallflower Mm -hmm. has certain scenes in it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I seem to recall that it was a good film, apart from some scenes that I would feel uncomfortable sitting (laughs) next to one of my daughters, for example. Setting the swearing aside... There's a lot of sex in there, this film. There is. Both of us are staring at the screen and not looking at each other in case one of us feels particularly uncomfortable oh, no. about that. <laughs> oh no, what have I done? <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, so but, we've addressed that elef- elephant that's in the room. It is a very sweary film. Uh, there, there's uh, quite a bit of sex in it. And, and, and still, I could go back to this film later on my own and feel absolutely no problems. Yep, yep, fair enough. The concept has been done to death, mm-hmm. but it's still great to revisit, I guess. Like the concept, if it is done well, and I think it has been done well in this, um, the the whole time loop thing is quite a, a clever concept, even though you do have logistics that are so difficult to deal with that it can be fumbled and it can be mucked up. The ability to reduce the hang-on moments is mm-hmm. the sign of it being particularly well done. There were some moments in this film where I had the oh, hang-on moments and that and doesn't quite make sense or that doesn't quite gel. And, and there is one just straight narrative contradiction yep. in there. Yeah, But you don't see a time loop film start in medias res very often, do you? I'm sorry, you're, you're using phrases that... Um... The story has already begun. Okay. That, that's, as, as we That's what I suspected you were, and, and that was something that I, I was wanting to bring up, the concept that... And that made it particularly frustrating that I knew that this film was a loop mm. film, mm-hmm. was that I automatically... Not- Hang on, hang on. If this is, he's appearing too. Ah, not this is a this is a twist on this. Rather not than- not knowing it makes the first loop of the film very different. I'd think. Yeah, yeah. Because your mind then flicks back to the fact that right that explains this, and this that explains this, and that explains this. Uh, and by us discussing this, for anyone who's listening to this who hasn't seen this film, this is ruining it for them. It is like saying there's a big twist in Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you're instantly thinking <laughs> for that. <laughs> at, uh, le- at least that twist uh, doesn't show up almost immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, I cannot remember. Have you seen... The Map of Tiny Perfect Things? Uh, I have, right. yes. okay. Which makes an interesting comparison to this. I think these two films are possibly the closest as far as technique or portrayal of the, mm-hmm. the idea. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen either, none of that will make sense and that's fine. Um, <laughs> I really did enjoy it. There were, was some incredibly original it was a very difficult film to take notes in um mm-hmm. because of the just the the subtleties of i i there were, were times where i went to and found that i was getting distracted enough to miss important things that i didn't want to miss so film don't stop yeah yeah um in, in this time of film um it, it's the, the subtleties of difference Each time it's looping that you've got to pay attention to. It's a tight 90. Um, So where was I heading with that? I assume to the few notes that you did take? No. No? No, can't remember. Um, Oh, that's bugging me now. Can we just loop back and start over? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we can, but to get out, we it, have to very difficult. find a goat. Yeah. Um, one amazingly incredible thing in watching that film, and that's where I was heading, it was the, the, the originality thing, was that I do recall that there was some things that I'd never seen before in this type of genre, and I thought, oh, that's clever, but I didn't write any of them down, so I can't remember what they were. But I know that they were there. Um, right. That's where I was heading. Uh-huh. Good. We got that loop out of the way. So you, you were heading to a, a dead end that you knew was a dead end. Yes. Um, but the other thing that was absolutely amazing about this film was there has been a piece of music that has been haunting my mind for years, basically. And the film opens with it? No, no, no. But it was in the soundtrack and I've been able to track it down. The real problem is that it's a piece of instrumental music, so it did, doesn't have any lyrics to, to track down. I've, I've tried humming into various things uh, to, to no avail. And but films have credits. Indeed. So I have tracked it down. It's an instrumental piece from Genesis that I heard. Gee, when did that come out? We're talking probably I would have been in college, I reckon. So it would have been 86, 87? Um, oh, no, I wasn't around. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, young'un. Yeah, that's a remaster. <laughs> How's that? This experimental track from 1986. There we go. Huh. So, Genesis, Brazilian. Great piece of music, but, that, but being able to get your hands on music in 1986 with no money, mm-hmm. other than recording it off the radio, but because it was an instrumental, it was really played on the radio but somebody in my drama class used that piece of music for background to a short dramatic piece and now that i know what it is i do recall that it was genesis sorry i've rambled on what do you have to say for yourself (laughs) and now if you want to remember the piece all you need to remember is that we talked about it on this podcast indeed in this specific episode. <laughs> Which concerns me greatly because when I was producing my own majorly shortened list of films that I want to watch in the remaining episodes that we have left, um, I went through my larger list that we had and I was thinking, now, have we seen that or haven't we? <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll look at the episodes that we've watched and there were more than a few movies that we have watched in this podcast that I don't remember watching. Mm-hmm. And it, scare- it was scary. Some of them were quite big names. And I'm thinking, we've, we've done a podcast on that? I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listener... I was going to mention this, but I forgot. As of this episode, uh, we have surpassed our previous podcast. Ah, oh, this is this is the this is number eighty-five, and we got to eighty-four last time. Wow, good on us! That's a lot of podcasts. It is. That's a lot of us talking ooky nonsense, and me trying to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Well, yes, I I just I just like the way this film does the thing that it does. Yeah, and, yep. And um, we we may be exploring this further in a future episode. Might we? 
Yes. <gasps> Be quiet, car. It could be a tank. I don't think it's the, a tank. The street has just been invaded. It's going uh, much too fast to be a tank. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Those things can move. So we we could revisit the concept. Mm. Who is to say? Uh, uh, no. Me. <laughs> At some point. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm thinking we have done Groundhog Day mm-hmm. as a podcast. Yes. And we have done Edge of Tomorrow. Yep. Okay. We've done source code. We've done source code. Hmm. We've done Palm Springs. Interesting. There are uh, at least a, a number more. So, and that's uh, I, I did deliberately avoid looking at your reduced list too. <laughs> and if it's on a streaming service, it won't be on that list anyway. I, I will say this one is also on a streaming service, there so it wouldn't be. Hmm. Uh, I have completely failed to avoid looking at your shortened list. You mongrel. <laughs> wow. Um, the the good news is that you've largely chosen films that I haven't uh, seen that yet. W- that so. was actually a conscious thing. Uh, if, if it was a toss-up as I reduced my shortened list to the length that it needed to be, if it was a choice between a film that you hadn't seen and one that you had, then yes, the my- one that you've already seen was was taken off my my list uh, completely failed to take that into account and is largely films that i have seen before and want to talk about yeah. so yeah uh, however it has brought up films that i have not seen already in this one even though it was indeed on my list of films that i wanted to watch uh, the, the the other one i'm pretty sure you haven't either but the six that are actually on the shelf well, dear listener, if you've heard Still Under Wraps, they should they should all be films that you've seen before. That is no longer the case, though. Well, yes, there are new <laughs> things on the shelf. There are, and there are new things on the shelf that I have not seen. Mm. Uh, some of which were bought for this podcast that we may or may not get to. We shall see. Um, yeah. My, my thought process was heading somewhere else and can't remember. I I don't think I have anything else to say about the film. Say about it. I kept on seeing Adam Sandler. No, Adam Sandler's not in this film. I know, I know, but the main character, Andy Samberg as Niles. Yes. Uh, What's he been in before? Uh, So uh, Andy Samberg is uh, one part of comedy music trio Lonely Island who did a bunch of stuff for Saturday Night Live, okay. largely in the form of digital shorts. Okay. Yes, he, he had an Adam Sandler vibe happening, or at least that's a vibe I picked up. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, sort of a cross between Adam Sandler and, um, oh, what's his name, the guy who played the... Facebook guy in the social network. Yes, the social network. Uh, who played Zuckerberg? Who? Yeah, who played Zuckerberg? Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. yeah, so cross between Jesse Eisenberg and Adam Sandler. Yeah, okay. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Good, I'm not yeah. just imagining it then. Uh, uh, apparently, Adam Sandler has been making more serious fare recently. Yeah. And being good at it, but I haven't watched any of it, so... As has, um, what's his name? Did the American version of The Office. Steve Carell. 
Thank Steve you. Steve Corral. Uh, you've got nothing else? No. I don't either. So let's move on. The following segment is probably really boring. The only thing we have in this untitled segment is the Entwas Ratu has queued up the final countdown. Right. That's it. That's that's the end of this untitled segment. No no guesses even for nope. last uh, weeks. That was it. That bombshell must have dropped really hard and the reverberations are still being felt around the world. Got nothing for you. Head back yeah. to camp. Pick a film for next week so we can go to bed. It's your turn. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not my turn. It is your turn. Okay. <laughs> um, right. I, I, I need to uh, bring up my expurgated list. Your final eight. Yes. I noticed that you spelled out the word eight in your category name. Ah, I did. Okay. Um, now, do I select one that I actually want to watch, or do I give the phone a shake? All I've got worked out is Halloween and my last film. So you picked Halloween. Right. Mm. Okay. So is my last film also the Christmas one? No. No, you okay. have the last film. I have the last film, but I've also got Christmas. Yes, you you oh. have the one before the holidays. Right. All right, I'm going to shake the phone from my expurgated list. Okay. All right, which you've already looked at, so you're going to recognise this immediately. I might not. <laughs> okay. The four nations of air, water, earth and fire lived in harmony until the fire nation declared war. A century later, there is still no end in sight to the destruction. Then an avatar named Aang <laughs> discovers that he has... All right, you were meant to scream no. Um, so next week we're discussing all the things this film does wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what we're watching next week. I no, shall... I don't think I saw that on your list. No. All right. Would have been an excellent bamboozle. All right. It would have been. Here we go. I can't remember whether you've seen this or not. I think I counted two on your list that I'd seen. I think this may be one of them. So maybe I shouldn't. We're going to get to them anyway. <laughs> this stunning new restoration of a 1955 Ealing comedy. And Buzz. the first. <laughs> yes. Is this The Lady Killers? I've begun, so I shall continue. And the first from the original three strip Technicolor negative showcases Alexander McKendrick's vision in its full glory. Considered by many, maybe I should have started with this and then you wouldn't have got it. Considered by many as the finest British comedy ever oh, I made. I would have buzzed. <laughs> the Lady Killers follows the hilarious capers of a group of small-time crooks taking on more than they can handle in the form of their sweet elderly landlord, Mrs. Wilberforce. The criminal gang posing as a string quartet are unprepared for their landlord's meddling when one of the musician's cases gets caught in a door, revealing the group's true identity. Right. Which has been remade, and I believe the remake is pretty bad. I seem to recall this film being good. <laughs> yes, I seem to recall it being good too. This was one of the films that was a, a guilty 
selection in that there were other films that I hadn't actually seen, Mm -hmm. uh, but I wanted to revisit this because I think it's worth talking about. So next week, we're watching the 1955 movie The Lady Killers. We hope that you can join us. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Cellulose Free. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Cellulose Free is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. We keep track of our extensive physical media collection through My Movies, which we highly recommend. You can find links to that, as well as other places you can find us in the show notes. Cellulose Free is a High Hello production. No, actually, I'm feeling fine. Sounds like a Yoon problem. I'm just weary, I think. I'm going to stop this. Well, you did mow the lawn today. I did mow the lawn today. You're doing it next time. Oh.